the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Ron Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day. You've probably heard this once or twice already, but it is anniversary of 9-11. I'm kind of guessing that we all have some memories of that, like where we were. I was on air. Not a good day. Um, because I was forced to be a reporter about something and I, I don't know how to report. And trust me, when I say I'm not a reporter, I'm a financial guy. I have some okay skills that I've developed through the years of talking on radio. But that was pretty brutal. Uh, scrambling to get information. So, and obviously, a, the only shocking story I could tell you that you may have missed through the years was that I was on the air just outside Washington, D.C. when this, uh, the third plane hits. Um, or, I guess, the fourth. Uh I'm not even sure how to say this anymore at this point in time. Um, but it was the Pentagon, and I said on air, I think I said I think at the Pentagon or, or the White House just got hit. And it's really weird. My producer, great guy back then, Andrew, you know, he he was encouraging, he was helping. It was just it was just one of those days, and uh, we kind of pushed and got back together. You know, a couple of years later, and he's like, "Oh, I, I got DVD, uh, I got CDs for you from that day." And I, they still sit in my office, and I, I'm like, I'm not ready. Because A, I'm going to sound just freaked out of my mind, or I'll hear things that you wouldn't hear. I did five straight hours of radio that day. We stopped doing commercials. So, uh, not tooting my own horn, it was just a weird day. Um, so I got off the air probably around 11 a.m. Did the show from 6 to 9, typically then. Got off the air, went outside... Uh, didn't cry, just was uh, kind of purging the tension. Looked up in the sky, couldn't see a plane, and it was weird. Today, when you're driving around the city, when you're driving around to work, look up, you'll see a bur- you'll see a plane. Um, and the only other story that was was 
you know, complicated. It was probably about 30 days later. They still hadn't gotten all the bodies out of the Pentagon. And I drove by the Pentagon when I was going to like grocery stores and stuff like that. And uh, there was a woman on the side of the road that was there for 30 days, sitting on the side of the road, camping out, middle of a highway, essentially, on a little bit of a median, um, waiting for her husband's body to come out. And I was like, whoa. Like a ton of bricks, that kind of thing hits you. So, all I'm going to say is a tough day in American history. And a constant reminder that life is very, very fragile and things can change quickly. Onward and upward. First few sessions this week. We're sitting in on hump day, which for the record, there's commercials. I don't know who they are. I want to say Geico, but I'm not sure. Where there's a camel walking around the office. Hey, guess what today is? Hey, guess what today is? Those always make me smile. Something about talking camels. So it's hump day. We've had a little bit of uh, grinding this week. Um, the unwinding and the grinding. The unwinding with the treasury market and high multiple stocks. Well, the grinding is that we're holding and standing ground on the market. SP 500 of the last two sessions, which has included 13 total hours of trading from the opening bell to the closing bell, is up two, no, no, not even two tenths, z- less than one tenth of a percent. 0.02 tenths of a percent. So, yet there's been some sexiness in the financial sector, energy, retail, and transports, up 2.5%. I'm dead sexy. Oh, man. Me and a thong. Not dead sexy. And for the record, I've never had an occasion to wear a thong, as far as I can remember. Not a lot of news to sink our teeth into. China has released a list of products exempt from retaliatory tariffs. Yet key farm products like soybeans and pork are not on the list. The FTC, the Fair Trade Commission, is probing Amazon's marketplace business, and the Hong Kong Stock Exchange is said to have made a $36.6 billion cash and stock offer for the London Stock Exchange. A lot of efficiencies when you do that, but really tough to explain it or to, to sell it on radio. A little bit of earnings news out of GameStop. Restoration Hardware. Busters, Zscaler. Um, but those aren't really big name stocks. So they're not driving the market, if you know what I'm saying. Zscaler could succeed in keeping the pressure on high multiple stock, software stocks. It's down 20%. Uh-oh. It's one of those IPOs in the last couple of years that wasn't quite ready for prime time. Dun, 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 dun. Monday Night Football, you know, ready for prime time. Z-Scale are not ready for prime time. The producer price index. This is an inflationary gauge. How much are producers paying for things? We're the consumers. Companies produce things that we consume. If the producers are paying inflationary prices, then they might pass them on to you and me. Or the corporations that are producing these that see the inflation might miss their earnings. If there's no wiggle room to raise prices. Um, the good news? Not so much day. If you exclude in food and energy, 
uh, up three-tenths of one percent. So a little bit hotter, a little bit more inflation than expected. A little Buster Poindexter feeling hot, hot, hot. The month-over-month changes left the index for final demand up 1.8% year-over-year. Um, but if you exclude food and energy, it's about 2.3%. So the producers, and again, this is where we get into the story of Goldilocks. Cute little girl who was a burglar breaks into a house. And then she starts eating their food and sleeping in their beds. and She's like basically a deadbeat, right? In California, we wouldn't be able to kick her out of the house. She'd be basically have squatter's rights. Bears were away. She took it for her own. But in the world of Goldilocks and the Three Bears, 2.3% is on the low end of inflation. How much does it get passed down to the consumer is the question. A little bit 2% to 4%. 4%'s high, 2%'s okay. 3%'s on the high side. So you could kind of see that that's not a bad number. Maybe 1% would have made the market happier, per se. 10-year treasury, which dipped below 1.45% on September 3rd, up another three basis points now to 1.73%. So your chance to super super refi is still a good 30-year and 15-year rate. But the, the goldenness has passed, I would say. 800-516-1220 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Wealth Building, Wealth Building and Retirement Planning Seminars coming up Saturday in San Jose. So one's on Wealth Building in the morning, investing beyond the 401k. One's on Retirement Income and Tax Planning from 1 to 3. It's in the Rotary Summit Center in the seventh floor of San Jose. You need to sign up, otherwise you can't get in. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com or newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code radio25 and learn a little bit more during the commercials. I'm Rob Black. Listen, guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo-hoo! We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Feeling like someone. We got two in the front. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. I try to stay on top of the financial news for you. I don't own shares of Uber or Lyft. I have been magically touched by Uber and Lyft where I was like, whoa, is that how that works? I don't know, maybe eight years ago in the city, someone's like, hey, let me order you an Uber. I'm like, what's an Uber? Uh... I've gone to other cities and seen how their airports deal with it, how our airports deal with it. It's pretty insane. I think it's fair to say, and I don't know if you agree or disagree, um, that the taxi community probably suffered the most on this digital disruption. Napster allowed us to steal music from musicians and music companies. 
and basically led to a change in the industry. It disrupted it huge. Netflix is changing how we watch television, whether it be binge watching or te- watching television without commercials. It spawned some little com- uh, offshoots like Hulu. Apple Music and Spotify jumped in after the musical industry was disrupted to the point that what are we going to do now? Are we going to go back to the days of CDs and albums? Or what are we going to do? You could say that satellite radio and streaming radio and podcasts have disrupted the radio industry pretty aggressively. We continue to change as a society, and you need to understand that and and grasp it. I'll, I'll get back to Uber and Lyft in just a second. But 100 years ago, we would make our own clothes as a society. Ma, looks like I grew. My britches are need a patch or two. We would make our own clothes. That's an industry ready for disruption. You darn tootin'. We used to, you know, just look at the food industry. Americans are eating out like never before. We don't have to make our own food because there's other people out there who are willing to make it for us. And now there's even a disruption going on where we don't even have to go there. They can come to us. So if you're one of those people who don't like tipping... You could just have the food delivered to you. Although, you still should tip the people who put the food order together and the person who delivers it and puts the miles on their car. Americans love it when someone else does the cooking. Ain't that the truth? Um, I cooked up a big roast. Slow cooked it. Spent seven hours. And my family stopped and got burritos. I was like, what? I was angry about it. But they wanted someone else to make it other than me. I guess. I don't know. Spending out on eating has increased 6% in 2018. And it's up another 4% so far in 2019. I've seen some failed attempts at digital delivery. There's a company that would come gas up your car while you're at the gym. <laughs> We're that lazy. We need a car to come. And sadly, it was, it, was, it was competitively priced. It should have caught on on some levels. So the average American's increase in spending is about up 3% in the last year in retail spending. But that that's doesn't that doesn't include you know well restaurants are up 4%. So where are we eating? These are all potential investments. McDonald's, Starbucks, Subway not publicly traded. I don't know if I could ever... A, I find Subway food to be gross. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They're going to be a sponsor on the show? Subway is awesome. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Um, their year-over-year change is down 4.3%. Taco Bell, big investment idea. Chick-fil-A, they're not publicly traded, but man, if they were, I think it would be a... A couple of years ago, we had a kind of a crazy run on uh, burger joints like Shake Shack and Five Guys going public. Slam Burger. Smash Burger, excuse me. You can tell I don't there. Burger King publicly invest in a bowl. Wendy's, Dunkin' Brands, Domino's. Domino's was, um, during the recession years, Domino's stocks did really, really, really well. As they basically make a pretty cheap product, and they sell it for a premium price. And I know you're saying, $14 for a pizza doesn't sound like it's premium. But it costs about a buck twenty to make it. So, 
while I'm on this topic, I kind of wanted to, you know, finish a little bit and move to Uber and Lyft because I, I think it's important. Digital disruption killed the, the uh, taxi industry. And I'll, I'll be honest, okay, taxi industry needed to be killed, in my opinion. I thought the service was awful. I felt whenever I got into a taxi cab, I wasn't welcome. And then Uber and Lyft come in and like they start handing things out. Like, would you like a mint? Would you like a, a moist towelette? I'm like, sure. I'm not sure why I want one, but why not? California lawmakers passed a landmark bill yesterday that threatens to reshape how Uber and Lyft do business and basically change their cost structure. They would have to raise prices. Now, California, for all it is, uh, you may live in California right now and you may laugh at it, but California gets my deep respect from a transplanted East Coaster. When I was on the East Coast, Californians were like, we're going to ban plastic bags at grocery stores. I'm like, ah, that'll never work. And it worked. Um, no smoking in businesses. It, like, good things come out of California, but short term, we're like, oh, this sucks. I'm going to have to bring my own bags to the grocery store. I don't even know how I can do it. Right now. Oh, but I can't carry bags in my car. They're too heavy. But the gig economy workers are going to be reclassified as employees instead of contractors. That bill passed a 29 to 11 vote in the state Senate and now moves to the state assembly where if it passes, it's going to land on California Governor Gavin Newsom's desk. He recently vote, uh, voiced his support. So you got to imagine... Critical labor protections are coming to workers, but here's what that also means. Don't get mad at me. It means the cost of doing business goes up. Now, if I'm running for Congress or for president, I'm going to try to appeal to as many people as I can. One corporation has one vote, sure, but all their employees have mass votes, and I'm going to try to say anything I can to make them happy with me. And that's exactly what's happening with Senator Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg, South Bend, Indiana mayor. So the bill has potential to change the employment status of over 1 million low-wage workers. Not just gig workers at companies like Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Postmates, and Instacart. It'll make it much, 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 much harder for gig and company to prove that workers aren't staff while ensuring key benefits and protections like minimum wage, insurance, and sick days. So this could push the wage for minimum wage for drivers in California to $21 an hour. Um, it's going to be a big 2020 election issue. I don't have much more to say on it at this point in time. I would say that's one of those negative flags that I talk about on a regular basis when you're talking about companies that you like or don't like. You should like the revenue, you should like the earnings, the margins, the management, the product, the cost structure. You get the idea. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Big seminar coming up on the 21st of September. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
I've been cheating on, cheating on you. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. I still own shares of Apple. I legally tell you this. It's disclosure. I'm going to talk about Apple. I'm going to try not to talk about it beautifully and lovingly or anything like that. I try not to get you to buy stuff I like. It's not my job here. And even on days where I'm clearly endorsing a potential investment or trade in something like an Activision Blizzard, I'm also saying consult a broker advisor before taking any action on any stocks mentioned on the show. I, I'm trying to say, I'm not your guru, I'm my guru. And I share with you years and years of experience and a guy who's outperformed. I'm not touting, I'm not hyping, I'm not you know, blowing it out of proportion. I've made mistakes. Biggest mistake I ever made in investing was a company called Cryomedical Sciences. CMSI. I think that was the biggest one. And then I'll tell you another one. Um, but Cryomedical Sciences had this... It was a small cap. It had a great story. It was reviewed in a research report about potential upcoming stocks that could like double and triple kind of thing. Which I always take with a grain of salt, but... When I looked at it, it, it kind of the story sold itself to me. They made a probe that could freeze colon cancers. There's some sort of stupid statistic, and I could be wrong on this one, that says every man will develop colon cancer if they live long enough. My dad died of cancer. Uh, and it wasn't a pretty sight. So... Back in the days, we used to call, back in the days, in ye old 18th and 19th century, and early 20th century, we called cancer consumption. You died of consumption. And that sounds fun, like you died, died consuming alcohol, but eh. So I bought a company called Cryomedical Sciences, probably because I was a little too close to my dad. It's this year, right? And I made a mistake talking about it on air. And the stock went from two to five. Woohoo! But I didn't sell it. And went from five to zero. Turns out doctors loved using it once. I'm not going to say they loved using it. They would use it once, but it was so difficult to use that when you're freezing cancer and you have an image of it and you can like know exactly where it is, that's way better for your body than chemotherapy and radiation. Problem was, it was difficult to use and it opened them up to lawsuits. The doctors never used it a second time. The trick on Pfizer's Viagra, which... If you're 25 years old right now, you probably don't remember. This is 20 years ago. Um, the little blue pill that helped erectile dysfunction. Men didn't get it prescribed once. Once they got it once, they went back and asked for it a second time. And the third time was the most second prescribed drug of all time. Pfizer stock went through the roof on that. So you kind of you see you have to learn to get the doctor's trust when it comes to medical devices and, and pharmaceuticals. So the other big mistake that I once made was I was talking about a company called Exodus Communications, which was basically Salesforce.com or Salesforce before Salesforce. It was uh, Exodus was this big company hosting web pages, big company hosting data, big company hosting services, and they built. And Ellen Hancock left IBM to take the job. And they built these big data centers that were super expensive, cutting edge. And they were just too slow to ramp revenue into earnings. 
Now, I made money on the stock, but some crazy guy named Al Shaw, and if anyone knows him, I would love to see what this guy looks like. He sends me emails probably every 12 to 18 months laughing at me. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Stock went from 60 to zero. I think I took it from like 30 to about 45. I might have took it up to 60 and pulled out at 45. It was 15 years ago. I don't remember the details. But you get the idea. I make mistakes. That was a radio mistake where I said I liked it, but I didn't say when I didn't like it. And maybe I even did, but crazy Al Shaw didn't know. So he thinks I, I told people to hold it to zero. That's why I don't like talking on radio about specific stock strategies. I like talking big picture. So let's go back to Apple. I own shares of Apple. And it's made me a millionaire multiple times over. Um, and I'm comfortable with that. I don't need it to do it again. I kind of want to see the value creation out of it. I want to see the dividend increase out of it. I still think they're in a pretty good position. They've got a ton of cash. They generate a ton of cash. And to me, it's still like buying Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy. You could buy Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy. Probably the biggest luxury maker in the world. On perfumes and purses and scarves. On champagne. Luxury has a way of not going out of, out of style. I think Apple's kind of a luxury product. Not all of it. Some of it's crap. Uh, go look at the Apple Newton. They've, they've made some flops in their lifetime. So yesterday was the big announcement day, and the iPhone 11 looks exactly like last year's iPhone XR, essentially to me. And the iPhone 11 Pro and iPhone 11 Pro Max look like predecessors from 2018 and the year before that. Not a lot changed, in my opinion. The battery life's improved. The camera features improved. But they don't move the bar forward much. In a world where several Android phones have capable cameras, some Android phones have 5G. Apple doesn't. I don't care about 5G yet. But sometime in the next year, I'm going to pee my pants with excitement about getting 5G. Don't know when, don't know why, but I'm going to want it. That's how technology works. It's magical. The Apple Watch update may be the smallest year-over-year improvement since the device was first announced in 2014. Running out of innovation. Company highlighted a new always-on mode. Ooh, your watch is always on. You don't actually have to flip your wrist to get to see the time. The most impressive new features might just be the ability to choose any combination of case materials, bands, and screen size for the first time. The education-focused Apple introduced the $329 iPad, and it saw its display go from 9.7 inches to 10.2, but not much else. Pricing for the iPhone 11 and reductions on the older iPhone and watch models were pleasant surprises, i.e. they're no longer jacking prices. Probably one of the reasons they got rid of Angela Earhart's, who used to be the CEO of, of Burberry before coming over and taking over the Apple store. Now they can't. Now the $1,200 phone is becoming the $1,100 phone. And that's a bit of a reversal. You take a look at what happened to Dell when the $4,000 computer became the $2,500 computer, which became the $2,000 computer, which became the $1,500 computer, which became the $1,000 computer. And every, every year, these stories were material stories in the financial media world. And Dell eventually goes private only to go back public years later. So a little bit of price reductions. Now, then there was the talk 
the rabble about the TV service and the arcade service. Four ninety nine for Apple's new TV Plus. It's about right. What's even more about right it is is you get a free service. You get the service for free if you buy a new Apple phone, watch, or an iPad. Maybe not uh, watch. Maybe it's uh, TV, Apple TV. I don't know. But they don't have enough on their Apple TV service to really excite me. Now, some of the shows look good, but you're talking about four shows. And you go over the world of Netflix and, you know, there's some comedians who have like four stand-up shows already on there. You know what I'm saying? There's so much over at Netflix and Disney has so much. Four ninety nine. I don't know how many people are going to pay for it. If they get a new device, they're going to get it for free for a year. I get it. The arcade subscription service, I like the idea. As a father with two boys who does mini road trips, I like the idea. So, five, six, seven dollars for 100, 200 games a month that change and rotate, I like the idea. The iPhone's due for one of its biggest ever updates next year. So this time next year, hopefully, I'm, I'm saying, whoa, did you see that? They, they added 5G networks. They added a faster process. They added 3D cameras. They did augmented reality. They made sliced bread, and they cured my hemorrhoids. Expect more from the watch next year, too. So this isn't, I don't think this is Apple waving the white flag. I just, I think that it makes sense to put, go all in during the 5G when everyone's starting to roll it out. Right now, you can get 5G if you're a fanboy and you live in a two square block radius of some city but it ain't gonna be 5g service cross country for quite a while and for the record a couple years ago i went to comdex which was a big trade show back in the day and this is probably 20 23 years ago 20 years ago and 3g was coming out and everyone was losing their mind on the stuff that we could do with 3g um you'll be able to do heart surgery you'll be able to do uh drive anywhere in the world and maps will have instant updates I think we all see the convenience of a phone and the speeds. So the problem with Apple is they still need another hardware line. And that's probably where mixed augmented and virtual reality headset will come in. The company's been working on such a device for several years, and it's, it's incredibly secretive about it. 2020 will mark six years since the Apple Watch launched, which is more than succeeded. It's the number one watch in the world. You look at companies like Fitbit, and they don't even come close. But that's all I got for you on that. I wasn't blown away. I wasn't surprised. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Big seminar coming up in San Jose, September 21st. It's a Saturday. Two events, one for wealth creators and one for wealth preservers. Learn more at newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220, KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. 
Got a big event that hopefully you can come to. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be doing events, and if and when I expand the show, let's just put it this way, I'll, I'll be doing fewer events in your home cities and your hometowns. Um, I like what I do, so hopefully you can come out on the 21st Saturday in the morning from 9.30 to 11.30, you're going to be doing one on what do you do beyond your 401k? So you're still working, you're still relatively young, probably in your 40s, maybe in your 50s. Where do you allocate money? some of the extras my neighbor his kids just went off to college and I'm like okay that's a big expense so when that college expense dries up in four years you're gonna have some extra money find a place to put it before you retire so I'm gonna go over some investment rules some mega Roth 401k back to a Roth active versus passive investing in the afternoon from one to three we're gonna talk about minimizing taxes in retirement selecting optimal social security strategies Measuring risk in your portfolio, going from accumulation to income. Big event, September 21st. I think it's the last one of the year. There might be one in late November, early December, but that's goofy because of the Thanksgiving, Christmas periods that come up. So you can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Um, So that's what I got. Big talk today from a lot of people, Ken Fisher and Donald Trump. Talking about the Fed should purge its multi-trillion dollar balance sheet. The Fed should push interest rates to zero. I don't know. The Federal Reserve should be purging its balance sheet or not. That's from billionaire investor Ken Fisher. You know, I met Ken Fisher. And he is about five foot one, maybe. He's a tiny, tiny man. And I'm not height shaming him, except from kind of height shaming him. It's always weird to see people who are like, I don't like seeing people. Are, I'm 6'2", 6'1", 6'2". It's weird for me to see people are 6'6". Six, six. It's weird for me to see people are 5'1". It's like, whoa, whoa. It's just where my eye levels are you know, comfortable, I guess, per se. But Ken Fisher's out there talking. Big corporations, top quality borrowers can borrow in any part of the world they want. It's the marginal borrower you want to help. And um, I don't know is what I'm going to say. He's a fine enough person, but... I'm not crazy about his sales strategies or about his portfolio management. At one point in time, New Focus Financial would get clients from Ken Fisher and there'd be like a hundred stocks in the portfolio and you don't need a hundred stocks. You should probably blend some indexes with five, 10, 15, 20 stocks. A hundred stocks is too many. Um, I've got a hundred spices probably. You know the average spice in the American household? Back in like the 20s, we'd have four. In the 40s and 50s, we'd have like 10. In the 80s and 90s, we'd have like 40. And now we've jumped to like 100. It's crazy. And do you think I could use all those spices while they're still fresh? Probably not. But I decided to cook something up. I should just go to the grocery store. I should just go to the restaurants, right? The amount of money that I'm throwing away in spices. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money invested more. The one thing that I do like about that Apple TV Plus service is the one-year free trial. It's going to set it up to be one of the largest streaming services within a few months. A lot like Apple Music. They, I, did they give away one month free or three months free? It kind of got them from zero to 60 pretty fast. Now Spotify is at 80 miles per hour is what I'm getting at. But... A lot of people didn't think they were going to land it. 
so to speak, the music, Apple Music. They did okay. Apple's expected it to sell about 70 million new iPhones through the holiday season. That means 70 million subscribers to the TV service. And then after that year, do you forget to cut it off? Costco talks about during their conference call how many dead people still use their service. Because families don't forget to cut the subscription services. It's a nice way of making money. So four ninety nine a month is, like Tim Cook said, the price of one rental. And they're going to throw a billion plus dollars into making new shows. Now, the thing is, it's kind of hit or miss on shows. You got to be good at what you do. Everyone wants next Game of Thrones. Amazon's got a Hobbit TV show coming out. I'm hoping. HBO has a predecessor to Game of Thrones. It's already got a full subscription, not full subscription, full season order. Greenlight. So this is all out there. Um, I hate it when celebrities give investment advice. It drives me insane. But it is what it is. Jay Leno is giving investment advice on cars. Oh, oh you like know, a potato head. Never been a big fan of Jay Leno. His early comedy was more cutting edge. His later comedy was too plain vanilla. He says, do your homework to decide if it's worth it. That's one of his three rules before buying a car. I mostly agree on the last line, if it's worth it. Um, I think Americans overspend on cars. I've got a friend who's got a McLaren. $200,000 vehicle. Let's say he gets 100,000 miles out of it before he dies, and my $38,000 truck, I get 100,000, but my truck's rated to get 250,000 miles. Who's got, who's got more money in the end? Now, who's going to have more fun? We get the idea. You always want to get a Carfax on a car before you buy any used car, period. It may not be the end-all, be-all, but it helps. You want to check for damage. Like when I buy a house, I'm not looking at the kitchen. I'm not imagining the big den downstairs. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm looking for cracks in the the foundation. I'm looking for areas where water could pull up. So that's things I look for. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't forget you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Interesting day on the markets as we push higher. Apple's moving higher. Um, I guess Wall Street liked their debut of new products yesterday. Big seminar coming up in San Jose. You can learn more about it in two weeks at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.